Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Where Are We Dropping? I'm joined with my co-host, Chris. Hello. And I'm P. Bacon. Uh, more on that later. But thank you uh, thank you for joining us on the first episode um, of Where We Dropping. I want to get into what we mean by, by this title. I know many people, that's going to be their first question when it comes to this podcast, um, obviously. So being that this is the first episode, we're going to do more of an intro style. And then the following episodes, you'll get the theme as we continue on. Um, this podcast specifically um, is co- or hosted by both by, by me and Chris, um, we're the, we're going to be having guests uh, constantly on. I would like to do a single guest or multiple guests every single episode, um, and obviously uh, we're going to be getting into probably some video game t- uh, topics. But also the purpose of this podcast is to go through a Christian worldview and talk about how we're going to mesh these topics together um, with with hobbies and many other things like video games. Um, and and various uh, topics like that. Um, I haven't seen very much content on this topic, um, and there's multiple ways and multiple aspects that this can be done. Um, so we'll be going through multiple different forms of philosophy, theology, apologetics, but also we're going to be a bit more laid back um, compared to other um, podcasts of the uh, podcast of those nature, um, and we'll probably go more. Uh, in depth at times and then be a little bit more relaxed at other times um chris introduce yourself um and then i'll get into a little bit about, about our relationship after all right cool uh yeah so like you said my name is chris i'm 22 um kind of getting back into the whole uh christianity aspect kind of dropped out of it when i was a young age but your boy's back we in it you know um <laughs> it's it's going it's going well like i i feel a lot happier now that i'm back into back into the whole uh religion i've had you know some people that just kind of like question me on it um and i'm not fully in the place to say you know like kind of stand my ground and debate them but hopefully i will get there someday yeah um a little bit about that whole thing uh you know i i i come from a pretty christian family um as a kid you were brought to church you were expected to sit there listen to the gospel and everything but as a kid and with my adhd and all that i couldn't sit still my mind was all over the place even if i took medicine to stay with it i was i was all over the place um so it was, it was hard uh and I, I'm, t- I'm the type of person that doesn't like to be forced into a situation and forced into doing something. Like, even in school, like, if I was told that I needed to read a book and forced to do that one book, nine out of the ten times, I was just like, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that. So it happened with Christianity. I was, it, it just felt like I was forced into it. Um, yeah. And every single time that I, I, I just kind of felt like I couldn't question it and I felt like everything was absolute and a lot of it just didn't make sense. So I started questioning it more and more and ended up becoming um, just agnostic over the years. Um, I believe, I believe we met when I was still a Christian, but kind of phasing out of being one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which similarly, I was, I was actually in a similar boat, which I'll get to in just a moment, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. 
So I was I was facing out of it. I I don't remember the exact age when I kind of left it, but I was agnostic. Um, I kind of made fun of the religion and everything. I made fun of a lot of religions, um, but you know, mostly Christianity. But like, I still kind of stayed closer to that to Christianity, if that made sense. Like, yeah. it it out of everything, Christianity made more sense because I was raised in it. So like, I understood it a little more than any other religion. But at the same time, some other religions made sense. Like, I like at the time, I was just like reincarnation seems like a pretty you know feasible thing. Um, which, you know, to a, to an extent, I still think, you know, you can, there's reincarnation, but I, I can't fully speak on that. Cause I don't, I don't have every, yeah. all the information that I need to be able to speak on that. Yeah. Um, so throughout the years, kind of just bad talking it. I've known, I know bacon for about nine years. So he's, he's heard it all from me. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> been a journey um and in reality bacon brought me back into the religion i it, it's it's not i wouldn't say it was all him but a good majority of it and talking to him was it because he was he was the closest friend that i had that was a uh christian that would actually take the time to listen to me and help me understand even though i was arrogant most of the time and i was in in the questions i had were more of a joke and everything like um oh cthulhu that was my favorite one yeah. i believe oh yeah all um, the time i i avoided uh, i avoided playing smite with you for a long time just because of that <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh yeah so like i i i feel bad for you know now obviously i feel bad but what really really brought me back into the religion was about two not 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 two years ago it's close to two years two years in august was it in august i believe so. whatever around that uh, time it was like it was over the course of like two or so months it was like august july and... or august it was like around july or august when it happened oh um, yeah 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 so around around that time i was working in a uh working in a factory job um and it it really didn't go go that well like it was it was going fine yeah for the most part we had we had these headphones that were osha approved that worked in a metaling factory so we had to have headphones but they they had bluetooth in it which for me was a very important thing because my mind is not a, in a good place to be able to just stay in one place doing a repetitive thing for eight hours without anything stimulating my brain yeah so that Bluetooth, those, those that headphone really helped. I was able to listen to books, listen to music, help me get through the day. One day, our HR, I, I, I don't know if it was HR um, or someone, um, head of safety, head of HR, I don't know, um, came in and said, hey, those headphones, we're not going to allow you to use them anymore. I wasn't the only one that was using them. Half of the, half the factory was using them because of, how well it worked it's like any any headphones that allow the bluetooth we're not allowing that you you can't use that which in my opinion doesn't make any sense i was doing perfectly fine there were no injuries uh correlated with that and in in, in reality i would think that there would be more injuries when you have someone that's not being able to simulate their brain well enough that they're just going to get distracted 
Um, but that's besides the point. Um, so within a week, a lot happened. Now, I don't know if I don't know if you and I were talking within that week or if you ever saw my mental state deteriorate rapidly you, through that. Yeah, you you contacted me, I believe, after I don't know if it was a couple of days or what, but I I remember um I remember you contacted me once you noticed how bad it was getting. Um I do remember that and then I remember like over the course of the next couple like weeks it it got like we started we had a com we kind of had a conversation over the course of a month about it where we would talk about it a little bit and then I remember like you would snapchat like hey trying trying church again and I'm just like okay you know and like that kind of thing um but I, I I do believe it was we never had like a consistent um consistent conversation about it like a daily um but it felt more if i had to guess it was probably more so like a weekly sporadic conversation where you just reached out completely to me um and then eventually i think i started trying to reach out to you once i noticed like oh if he's going to church something's really bad um so yeah catholic church at that <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah um i was just like i need to go do a confession like there's something up and yeah I was just, even my, even my dad was like yo i don't know about that one <laughs> um yeah no but it so within a week of them taking away those headphones like my my mental stability was already dipping like i i i'll have this thing with my uh depression where i will be fine for a majority of the year or for a couple of years and then it'll peak at one day and I'll crash really, really badly. Mm -hmm. And I'll just feel depressed for a day or two and then I'll be fine. Like nothing ever happened. Well, that happened. It was not fine. This time around was very, very not fine. So um, I remember getting off of work one day and basically texting my dad um, I don't know if he texted me first about something else and he's like how are you doing and I'm like not okay like at all and he's like what's going on and then he called me and we had like this conversation I was sitting in the car outside my apartment basically crying and everything Um, he he brought up some stuff that wasn't true and I got really angry and I yelled at him um and I, I think it's just because of my past and how I've been that he thought that I just kind of like got lazy about it. It was with school and like mm -hmm. my school failed to register me for classes when I registered, when I know I registered and I had my um, counselor confirm that I registered. And then when I went to go for classes my next semester, they weren't there. So when that happened, he he thought that I just got lazy and never never did it. Mm -hmm. which wasn't true and i told him multiple times that that wasn't true and and then that night he was just like i think you know this brought up and you know that you you know you all this type of stuff and i'm like dude i've told you multiple times it's not true this is what happened and i did obviously i'm telling it in a more calm demeanor now but i was i was screaming i was i was crying it was bad yeah. um and then like i'm telling him like work is not good all this is not good 
And after some bit, I'm like, look, I've been in my car for like 45 minutes, an hour. I need to go inside. I'm hungry. I need sleep. He's like, okay, can you promise me that you won't hurt yourself? I, I, I couldn't promise him. I, I told him, no, I can't promise you that I can't. Like, there, there's, there's no promise that I can. Um, and, like, my, my dad was out on a cruise with his now wife out in Alaska. This is something that they've been planning and that um, his wife held very dear to her. Um, so I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, but, um, so I went to sleep hoping that um i don't i don't know if i actually texted you that night if that wasn't feeling good um i'm not i, I can't i can't yeah i can't recall to be honest with you um so i woke up the next day around 11 o'clock because i didn't start work until two i was i felt the same if not worse i was Oh, actually, I missed a very key point in this whole story. While still working in the factory, I developed a voice in my head um, that that I named Zach. My nose is bleeding. What the heck? This is not part of the story. Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> um, Take care so, of that. <laughs> so Zach, as I will call him, was not a very friendly voice let's just say um he started developing because i was in my head for eight hours a day not being able to do anything not being able to stimulate my brain to do anything so this this voice developed and got so bad where it was constantly telling me to kill myself take take these metal rods that i was working with and go shove it down someone's neck um, at one point, uh, I, I'd say that he took over for a few seconds cause I blacked out and I was in a complete different spot, standing in a completely different spot. So it mm -hmm. got really, really bad. Yeah. Um, and so I had, so go ahead. Um, and one thing, uh, that maybe we'll do and we'll have to talk about it, but like, um, I know a couple people with similar stories I, and if I can get them on the podcast, we'll try to do that. Um, but I also have, uh, you know, Josh, right. Um, and he's, he's licensed and has a degree and I think a master's in psychology. And I would, I would love to sit down at some point. Um, even if it's not a podcast, just to kind of, cause we haven't, we've talked about this before. Um, like the, the voice and stuff like that, but we've never really like, you know what I mean? Like we've never had like a dialogue yeah. on it. Um, just to like, I, I'm, I was thinking just now, obviously, um, that maybe we, we can do a, po a podcast about that because some people, I mean, at least in the Christian community, aren't equipped. Like if someone heard your story, you know, like what would they say, you know, more, you know what I mean? And how would they engage with that? How would you, um, and I have multiple questions of where, like what, what you, which we won't get into right now, but like, I, I would love to do an episode in the future about it. Um, yeah. Just because that's something that uh, I think it's one of those topics that because it's not fun to talk about, that it needs to be talked about because sometimes people are a little bit silent on it. And there may be someone out there. Yeah, there may be someone out there who is in your shoes currently or are in your in your shoes where you were currently 
and they don't maybe they think they're alone or maybe they don't know what to to do um but anyway you can keep going um yeah so this voice wasn't helping the situation at all yeah the first this is the first time i ever heard it like this is i i had no idea how to you know really process it mm-hmm. um and then so now that i got that put in sorry about forgetting about that since it was essential <laughs> yeah but um back to the 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 back to, day you woke up yeah so the day that i woke up um woke up at around 11 11 30 mm-hmm. i was not not in a good place i remember texting my best friend about it texting my dad um i think i texted my mom um it just wasn't going well like i i was i was actually i think i was texting them that i was i was killing myself mm-hmm. i i woke up texted them went downstairs grabbed some grabbed a water bottle grabbed uh different pills went back upstairs and sat in my chair and basically held held the pills in my hand with the water bottle open shaking and crying because i was i was so ready to do it mm-hmm. but i was so scared to do it i yeah. even remember looking up on google will it hurt and i believe it said the first 15 minutes you'll start um convulsing and throwing up and you know i, I believe around like 30 minutes you'll uh basically uh pass out I pass and out. then yeah and then you won't feel anything and you'll pass away mm-hmm. um so i after after you know telling my dad and all that actually i contacted a suicide hotline like uh-huh. I, like i texted i texted in um you know all this i had yeah. after after that i had um i had the the i believe the sheriff's department contact me and mm-hmm. talk to me and was trying to trying to get me not to yeah i know i know about that part because you that was i remember you telling me i don't know if it was after i think you told me after about like the sheriff department but yeah yeah so so i I remember like my best friend was like going to basically come over and try to try to stop me um my dad was calling me my mom was calling me my dad ended up contacting my brother to get him to drive over to me to stop me and to be able to be with me mm-hmm. um so they were doing everything that they could i like i ended up locking my front door i locked the door up in my room so cuz i knew the police would come um i heard the sirens come outside and the most important part that the story that's going to have is that another voice appeared into my head begging me not to yeah pleading with me not to do and, it and i think you've told me before correct me if i'm wrong but that the whole time you were kind of scared to do it but you still had that that other voice telling you to go through with it and then yeah. and then when you got really close to actually being convinced of it that you had this other voice that came in out of nowhere that you couldn't explain begging you not to do it um that was the main the main thing i think you told me either that night or the following the following day um for for the like for that like when you caught when you did get up with me um 
was uh, that's the part I remember. I think, and I think I'm right. That that's what happened. Of yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't remember when I first told you about yeah. it, but I, it was it was either the same day or the next day. Yeah. So so police police got there right, and then I think if I'm correct, the police the police showed up before you did it because you you didn't go through with it because you kind of you the other voice was asking you not to right it was it was begging me not to the police came and they got through my first door because uh they had a they had a key to get into my door uh -huh. but they but i had a separate lock on my upstairs door um that i had locked that they couldn't get through mm -hmm. so now i had them at that door uh basically telling me not to and the thing is even with the voice begging me not to i was a few seconds away from doing it. Mm -hmm. If the police wouldn't have shown up, I would have done it. Yeah. Um. So the police getting there at the last minute saved my life. Um. They basically were they they were trying to be calm. They said, "Look, you just open up this door. We can get everything sorted. We know you're going through a hard time. Just just let us come in and everything." And I was I I wasn't letting them in. And after some point, they're like, "Okay, look." Either you let us in or we're breaking this door down. Either way, we're getting in. Um, yeah. So I'm at that point. Now I now they basically put in a whole different type of I think that basically got me off of thinking of suicide and more into I don't want to be in trouble with the law. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting. And I don't want I don't <laughs> I don't want this door to be broken down because yeah. they started banging on it and everything. And I'm like uh 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 stop 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 so i so i ended up unlocking it letting them in um and they asked uh they asked where it was and i just kind of pointed to the bed um and they they pulled they pulled the pills away from me they took everything um mm -hmm. so and we just ended up talking one of them was curious about what was in my tank which is my snake so i pulled her out and showed her showed her and everything um yeah. And they uh, basically just kind of de-escalated the situation. Well, I guess they de-escalated de you kind of and kind of calmed you down a little bit and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So they they brought me to the hospital where. Hold on. I just got like mucus up in my throat. <laughs> You've been working outside, so you probably have pollen and all that stuff going on right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, so I was taken to the hospital, um, and I, um, sat there. My brother ended up coming along. Uh, he, he showed up, he got in there. He was, he was worried, but you know, he was, he kept in a very good mood or just kind of kept up a, um, kind of like a happy per, uh, facade and everything just to kind of like keep me not in like a sad mood or anything mm -hmm. um so he helped me with that and then we actually ended up having dinner with the rest of my family because they were alerted of what happened yeah um like my i think my dad ended up contacting brianna which is my best friend to the situation and seeing if she knew anything about it either either he contacted contacted her or she contacted uh him mm -hmm. 
and they were talking and they had the police come and everything so she just kind of stayed stayed back um because she was she said that she was on her way but she never showed up so i'm guessing they just you know talked and said that they they got police and everything there yeah so so from that point on so yeah, just that, uh how did you how did you get from that point because i remember we had co- a couple conversations after that how did we get from that point because we play games together for those that haven't maybe missed that somehow but we we cons- like we would constantly communicate through video games how did we get from how did you get from that point to where we started bringing up the the christianity slash bible conversations again um, because I feel like that's other than that moment that that was the other transitional part, um, with your story specifically up until I think, this point. I mean, I think the key, the key point, I think that was the key turning point. So did we just play video games and eventually the, the conversation didn't come up? Cause I, I'm, pers- I th- I'm more so asking, I, cause I don't know if anything led I'm, you to I'm the, not, I'm not fully sure. So I had. So you you just kind of stopped really talking to me about the whole Christianity thing after a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just more uh, so because kinda... I I noticed that uh, you were more in an emotional type reaction a uh, reactive state, um, and that more you more so just needed a a friend in the, at the moment, and that and and when and we'll get to this in a little bit, but um, just as a Christian, um, noticing those things instead of trying to like. I guess I chose patience, if that makes sense. A lot of Christians don't don't choose that with evangelism. Um, a lot of Christians want like a, a new person every day. Sorry, I just hit my microphone. <laughs> um, but a lot of a lot of Christians really just rush that, and um, and I think that's what kind of for some people rubs them the wrong way because they it, it's almost like this hasteness of like I need to get you saved and then that way I can move on to the next person. Um, and that wasn't by any means what, um, I wanted you to think about me. Um, especially because like, I knew you just tried church again. Um, even though like not a church I completely agree with, but that's besides the point. Um, but I do remember, unless there's anything you want to cover, like I, I remember this is kind of where our stories were going to overlap specifically. Um, because in, uh, October um this past october 2020 um i joined a uh christian gaming discord um many of you may know it as little fish ministries um and i believe that through that um when because i i kind of meshed more of my christian beliefs with my gaming hobby the hobby that um that is gaming um and youtube and all these types of things like that um, I kind of meshed them together, and I think that kind of brought the conversation up. Um, would you agree? So I'd I'd say after after really the whole suicide attempt and that mm-hmm. voice, I I kind of went from joking around and not being or and being arrogant about asking about questions to asking questions and trying to learn. Yeah. And over the past two years, year and a half or so. Um, it kind of developed more and then you you kind of joined into this discord group mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you were playing more with fish you were playing more with um all of them and i'm like i'm i'm losing my buddy and i don't want to lose that um 
And so I, I kind of, I was still, I was still had a little bit of the arrogance side to me, yeah. but I, it was, it was getting a little, it was, I was working on it. So I joined into that and that kind of, after listening to everyone and talking to everyone, it kind of pushed me into really kind of like accepting Christ into my life again. Mm-hmm. Um, and or more back so, into I religion. think you genuinely gave it a chance for the first time. Like that, the the the, the thing I noticed, um, because I think you're talking about the the first time you were in a lobby with with all everybody, like me fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice that like about a week later, when I brought up um, gen, the genuine just conversation or something like that, your reaction was different, and that's what kind of led me into okay, maybe I need now it's time to try again. Um, because you you brought up because you at first you were almost. I wouldn't say you were ever um, like completely against like or or like more so like an like trying to be like the enemy of in a way if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were very you were condescending. I guess is the best way to just to be honest about it um, was your your the way you talked about it changed from condescending to like you said more so of a question like a genuine like curious so you yeah i would say you went from condescending to curious um sounding just in the way we when i brought it up i was like so no no joke about you know cthulhu this time or nothing you know and yeah no um because you are right after the year leading up to it you you stopped your attitude was different it was more so just joking about the the religions um whereas before it was more so you had that that ant almost anti-christian in a way that feel mm-hmm. of like this person genuinely does not want to talk about it whereas i feel like the year leading up to this past year you were more so like i mean you can talk about christianity but i have the right to make jokes about it and i think that was more so your attitude towards it for a while and then again yeah. like after the conversation you're like oh, maybe i need to actually listen um so yeah i mean anything else kind of up until this point kind of just you want to explain that part or um... i mean so after you know coming into the religion i've it's been a journey i've i think i remember the day i don't remember the exact day when i when i accepted christ back to my um life but i do remember texting bacon that i did Mm -hmm. and that i felt happy it 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 had a different sensation and it, it just it felt like a weight was lifting off yeah. of me. Yeah. It felt like I I wasn't pushing back against something that I I deep down knew was right and that mm-hmm. just for the longest time I would I didn't want to accept. Yeah. So I I I was able to get that lifted off of me and it's just it's been great. I mean obviously we all have our down days and everything. Yeah, obviously, like that, but... yeah, obviously, still, obviously, still growing. Um, one thing I'll say right now, while I'm thinking about it, because otherwise I'll forget, um, is that Chris is obviously someone who's newer to the faith. Um, he he's had experience with Christianity in the past, but obviously, like we were talking about, or like you said, um, it kind of led you farther away from it than anything. Um, so one thing I really value about him being on this podcast about you being on this podcast is that freshness in a way um because it for 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 me which we'll get to in just a second um i've been around it for all my life 
um, which I've had a, I had a similar experience where I walked away, um, but I I've been in it a lot closer and in more in more depth than Chris has and longer more specifically. Um, so some things Chris will have to say like, Hey, you need to break that down more or, you know, that kind of thing, which is a value that I, I like about, um, you being a part of the podcast because it's a different perspective entirely. Um, and I guess it's been what probably, I want to say that it was probably late November that you texted me about that, about like, because I think that if I'm correct, it was the message you sent me about hey, like almost not really a, a full blown apology, but more so like, hey, I'm I'm kind of interested in this. Can we start talking about it if I'm right? Um, and I believe that was around November. If 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 I'm correct, I'm not sure. I think I think you just said that you you don't know the exact date, but um, I think ever since then, just to kind of wrap up your where you're at. It's that's kind of what we've been doing. If if I to put it shortly, is we've kind of just been you ask questions or you know that kind of thing, and we have discussions yeah. more so and just growing. Um, you've been a part of this. You're now a part of the Discord. I think you joined it, like you said, you joined it ironically at the beginning, but then you kind of actually wanted to. Now you actually want to like take part in it. Um, yeah, not just because I'm in it, but because it's a. A resource i guess <laughs> um, and it's it's because i i when i i had a therapist back in wisconsin mm -hmm. uh actually a christian out through a christian group uh -huh. um and she'd always ask um at the beginning of the sessions if it was okay that we prayed and everything i'm like you can go ahead and pray but i'm not going to pray because mm -hmm. at, at that time i was i was not into it um and you know, I've recently been talking to her and everything. Yeah. And I, I told her actually, this brings up a good point. I, I think it was a month back mm -hmm. that voice appeared again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked. Yeah. And it, it was it's it was weird because it just came out of it came out of extreme stress. But yes. mm -hmm. I was I was able to put it back down because I was able to talk to David and he was able to talk to me and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. help me get through everything. Yeah. Um, and be able to get all that. So I was talking to my therapist and I'm like, yeah, we, I, I was kind of sad because we were, we weren't able to really talk about that one voice and it appeared recently for a little bit. Um, and she's like, well, if that voice is still giving you trouble, because I mean, obviously I can't give you, uh, help over text because a bunch of, um, you know, ethical reasons and everything please seek help. And I, and I texted her, I'm like, I actually have a very good support group in this Christian discord. They, they've helped me through a lot of my stuff and I know yeah. that I can go to talk to them. Um, and, you know, be able to be able to explain stuff. Whereas I, I think, I think you're, you and I had a, have had a pretty good relationship for the nine, nine years that we've known each other. Yeah. For the most part. Um, yeah. But I think it, I think it grew deeper in the past two years. Oh yeah. But by far just, I mean, just cause the rea I mean, part of the reality that we, we are now in relation closer, um, which we can get in that a little bit into that theology, um, of brothers in Christ, um, and how you, I would argue from my point of view, 
and my personal beliefs um, that you were not saved um, until that moment where you you gave your life over to Christ um, about what'd you say a couple a couple months ago? Couple months ago. Yeah, I, I I can't pinpoint it, but it was a it was a couple months ago. Yeah, um, and like you said, when that weight was, you felt you literally felt a weight lifted off of your shoulders, and um, because, and the reason I would argue is for multiple reasons. One being noticing that while you had a change prior to that, where you were more open to questions, it's there was a even it's a honestly it's a supernatural change that was that obviously you're still changing you're still growing right but your your attitude and all that stuff like for the first time like i was um a couple weeks after that scenario or after that after that happened um we were in the in a call with a group of people and i remember that someone joined the uh the call joking about it like you were just honestly a year yeah just like a yeah just a year earlier you were doing the exact same thing and i noticed you're like you noticed in you yourself this is what i was like and you i could see the i guess i would i guess guilt in a way um which i tried to reassure you that there was no hard feelings between us but you're because you literally i remember you you're like was i like this because if so i'm sorry um and i noticed like those the, that to me was like a like i keep seeing those types of of fruit in your life you're like you genuinely have turned away from that old life um obviously all of us have moments where we kind of uh i guess you could say flirt with that old lifestyle as christians which we i definitely want to talk about um in depth in an episode because i believe that's the main reason why i wanted to do the podcast um but yeah i definitely would say um you've changed and we've grown a lot closer just the past two years together honestly i would argue the past year um more than any of the other years combined to be completely honest i mean we yeah we have nostalgia memories and stuff of of kind of growing because i mean black ops one song yeah growing up together but i would say as far as a relationship we we grew closer in just the last year than all of them combined um mostly because of that barrier now not not saying that christians and non-christians can't be friends because i'm friends with multiple people who are non-christian but it's more so about it's it's the reality that when you accepted christ we we became not just best friends uh, and friends that have been gaming together for nine plus years but also you being adopted into uh the family as a child of god and now we are brothers in christ like to me like i mean honestly it's a celebratory notion you know um But anyway, um, anything else you want to say? I can quickly introduce myself. We're actually sitting pretty good on time right now, which is nice. Um, I've I've said everything that I've needed to say. That was my whole testimony and (laughs) basically everything, everything up until here. I mean, obviously it's, it's weird because my best friend, I don't know. I can't say if she's agnostic or atheist, Mm -hmm. um, but it really doesn't matter since she's she's just my best friend I, mm-hmm. she's my sister basically yeah i think of her as my sister yeah um and it it it, it was it, as well as my other friend group it was weird going from a agnostic 
viewpoint and them kind of like understanding accepting me to a christian viewpoint and not not much with my best friend because she didn't really care but my other friend group they just it was it was a little weird i mean they it, they didn't really have a problem with it or anything i'm not saying that they were all cool with it and everything but it, it it started a little more kind of like um conflict and mm-hmm. them questioning it to me and yeah. me not knowing what to say because i i'm not that well versed and mm-hmm. i'd love to have them on this podcast and yeah we could definitely look at that for because i that's have, you know that's one of my favorite things to do <laughs> with uh as a apologetics nerd, <laughs> I guess you could, yeah, there's no really other way to put it, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's really, I mean, and I think that's honestly, it's been a while since you've given your full, like you're told your full story. Um, Cause it's a lot. It's, yes. It's a lot. Um, and I know most of it up until or before that by heart anyway, cause I've again, friends for nine years, <laughs> but he's heard it multiple times but it's, yes it's, it's, but it's been in it's sections rare, and yeah yeah it's, so. it's rare for me to fully be able to come out and yeah 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 really say it and really not many people know about the whole voice thing in my head mm-hmm. or anything I've, I've kept that pretty secret. yeah yeah and like but, i said i want to i want to we might come back to that on another episode and just get it get more detailed yeah. and that kind of thing and possibly if i can get josh on the podcast if he's down to talk about it from a um a psychologist perspective i don't believe he i don't think he's christian well he's not i'll firmly say he's not christian um uh otherwise he would say so <laughs> and he hasn't in, so in my opinion in my opinion after talking through discord with david and other people oh god voice crack good <laughs> um i'm a man i promise i'm not going through puberty um and, and from talking to you, David, and everyone, the the two voices in my head was it, I I can't really place my finger on the the evil voice, mm-hmm. but the voice that was begging me not to I feel like was was the Lord, or mm-hmm. or the the Holy Spirit or some someone divine. It was that knew that I regardless, had yeah, regardless of the the specifics, you do believe it was godly in origin, I guess you could say. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and I would I would agree to be uh, to be honest with you. Um, and we'll get as as podcasts go, and people will notice that even as a Christian, that is something I'm skeptical skeptical of 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 those types of event. Even though that was. Um, from in my testimony, that was one of the biggest things that flipped me as well was a, as a, was some type of supernatural event that I couldn't explain. Um, and don't really have like things to like, I just, I don't know what to hold on to, to be able to explain it. And eventually it just led me back to, uh, Christianity. But anyway, um, we were planning on going to games, but because, uh, your, your testimony went, long which it's, is fine it's a bit long which is fine but um i'll quickly share my testimony very quickly um and then i want to get into the games like we said and then um may wrap it up i don't know but anyway um like i said at the beginning of the podcast this is chris um chris what did do <laughs> chris is we've been gaming for nine years nine plus years started with call of duty um we you also go 
by multiple gamer tags because you've changed them over the years. But you started multiple. with Sad Cat. Now you're Crusader Cat, <laughs> which no, is no, no. I was I was Sad Cat Vape Cat Crusader Cat. There you go. My <laughs> so now he's Crusader Cat in the Discord. If you happen to be in the fish tank and you want to say hi, that's who he, that's his name. Um, I believe on console because you still play on the PlayStation. Um, you've had three different names on console. Yeah, I think you're now currently Foss Purple Foss now. Purple. Yeah. So yeah. my first one was Chris the Killing Z. Mm -hmm. My second one was Banff Chris. I won't name what Banff means. If you know, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Foss Purple. Foss doesn't have a meaning. It's really up to. I think it's your just your gaming group right now, right? Because the the yeah, the it's, Foss. It's really the yeah. yeah. It's really the the group that I'm in. Nice. Uh, like there's there's plenty of people who will put like what Foss means. I have a favorite, but it's not appropriate, so I can't say it. Um. <laughs> So there's no oh, real, yeah, no actual meaning for it, but yeah. No, that, that's another thing. I'm working on swearing; it's not going well, but we're getting there. Yeah. So I might have to censor some future episodes if you get into it. <laughs> but anyway, um, I've been doing good so far. Yeah, and so speaking of gamer tags, um, obviously bacon, right? Um, I've always had a bacon related gamer tag, um. I think it started with uh, Bacon Fist 235 was back on... Was it Bacon Fist or was it Bacon the Forsaken? No, that was PlayStation 4. So started first console I ever had was Sega Genesis. Obviously didn't have a gamer tag because um, no online games. I had a PlayStation 2 um, played, you know, like... So I, I have I have a love for retro games because um, I remember for a very long time, the only thing I had was a Sega Genesis for about two years and then eventually a PlayStation 2 once it had been out for a couple of years. Um, but once uh, I got a PlayStation 3 for Christmas when I was, I have no idea what age I was, but I was young. Um, and we, we got internet at my house. I live out in the country. I got internet at our house way late. Um, if I had to take a guess, it's like 2010, 2011, probably when we got internet. And about a couple months later, um, I went over to a friend's house and he was playing Black Ops 1. Black Ops 1 had been out for months already. Like it had already been a couple months that it was out. Um, I believe, actually, that I asked for it for Christmas because it came out November 1st. I think that's the Call of Duty drop date, if I'm right. Um, or was, I'm not sure. But I remember, I, I think I asked for it really late into December for Christmas. I didn't get it for Christmas because of how late I asked for it, but I did get it like later on in February or something like that. Um, and then we had internet at the house. Um, and then my friend told me about playing, playing, uh, online. Um, so I was, everyone knows anyone who's played Call of Duty Zombies knows the, uh, the, the getting, the, the being scared to go into solo zombies at two in the morning. Oh my God. No, I, I was, I was terrified. So I was not because it was scared, but because yeah. I knew I was just, I was only get going to get to like round three. <laughs> yeah. So I remember I was terrified to play. Uh, zombies uh, by my or by myself. Um, I played a couple times, but there. But then I realized that there was an online feature that was blacked out because I didn't have it connected to internet, um, and like I couldn't go in multiplayer either because I had no internet. And when I would go into multiplayer, it would say, because um, again, think I don't have Google. Like I don't know what Google is because we didn't have internet. Um, I I was like, what is what's PlayStation Network? What is this? Um, so eventually, um, I ask about it 
and I don't remember how I found out, but eventually I hook up the PlayStation Three to the DSL internet line through with an with a uh, Ethernet cable, just because our current setup didn't even have Wi. We didn't have Wi-Fi. We had like Ethernet was the only option because um, our box was. I don't know if it's a modem or a router or whatever it is, which one it is, but um, we only had Ethernet. Um, or like you had to plug in with an ethernet. The line itself was DSL through the phone line, um, with a whopping eight megabyte download speed. (laughs) Um, and we eventually, or I eventually started playing zombies online. I think within a couple weeks, um, I went and bought this crappy little Bluetooth, uh, headset. Um, I still played college. I played with the, the sound coming through my TV and the little like wrap around ear on one side headset. Um, and if well, I'm the Call of Duty community loved that. <laughs> um, and then uh, through that, we we met through Black Ops One um, through uh, gamer uh, uh, similar friends. We had the same friends, and then we, I think you joined the lobby, and uh, we friended each no, other. Actually, actually, we met through a random lobby of. Oh, you're right. I was That's where I met you and Game Boy. I don't know if Ryan was there. I don't believe he was there, but I do remember that you joined and that was and then we got to around like 22 or something like that and that was all of our high scores. Uh, we that was like for all of us that was the highest we'd ever gotten so we all friended each other and we to play zombies together. Um and then sure enough 9 years later here we are complaining about Call of Duty. <laughs> we'll get that we'll, we'll get, get into to that, that part. And, uh, yeah, not in this episode. <laughs> not in this episode. That's but... a, that's a deep conversation. But. <laughs> but anyway, um the very short version of my testimony. Um now that you guys know how um oh, before we do that. Um so Bacon has always been my gamer tag. Um like Chris said, uh Bacon for second was my gamer tag for PlayStation Tour. Um and when I moved over to PC, I kind of went with just Bacon slash Bacon for second for some things. Um if it was taken, like uh depending on what you know, game you're playing, some games you, you know, so that that's what, it's always been that gamer tag. And then to share my testimony really quick to merge the two together. Um, I grew up in church. Um, this is the local church nearby my house. Um, when I was in middle school, I, um, I got bullied really bad, mostly because to be honest with you, um, cause every, everyone got bullied in middle school. Well, let's be honest. Um, I got bullied very, very in some form or fashion. Everyone got bullied in middle school. Um, for the reason I think it was so bad, um, not for me because I'm not asking for a pity party, but I think the reason it was so bad for some people in middle school is the they wouldn't fight back, um, or they weren't, or people kids knew that that specific kids wouldn't do anything as far as retaliation, and because of I don't know what reason. I don't know if it was because I was afraid my mom would absolutely. <laughs> tear my butt up if I got in a fight or whatever reason it was when I went back in it was like sixth seventh grade um for some reason I just did I just for some reason I never retaliated and I never wanted to and it was late it was late into middle school where I finally like did anything as far as like a fight or anything and I I'm not a fighter or anything like that but um that kind of started questioning because it was the first time really I was just like um, I wouldn't call it persecution, but I guess you kind of get the idea of where I'm trying to go with it. Um, uh, it was like the first time I was like, why are people so mean? You know, and like I started asking questions and I was I was honestly a very f- 
I guess, philosophical type minded person, I guess you could say. Like, I always wanted to question things um, as far as like why, why the world turns the way it does. And like, I always like had those types of questions um, and never really, never really acted on them. And then, then all that stuff happened where I was like questioning, um, you know, why are bad things happening to me if church is saying that God is good? Um, and just to clarify, I, I never, I claimed atheism for quite some time, um, probably about a year or two. Um, and I never really, I never really went through, like, I, I would, I would ask questions and like the only time I would pray would be like, God, why is this happening? Or like, Hey God, get me out of the situation type prayers, which I'm sure everyone has done at some point. Um, and eventually got to high school, which high school I looked forward to, which is what got me through middle school. Cause I was like, I'm gonna get to high school and then all this bullying stuff will stop. Cause like people aren't going to do that in high school. Um, and I was right. I didn't get bullied in high school. Um, I mean, other, unless you count drama, which I don't really, I don't really count like gossip and stuff like that as bullying. Um, in my mind for guys, and I guess, um, it can be bullying by, by, many means but as far as the type of gossiping that we had it was more so like um it was like very like it it wasn't very impactful and most of the time people were like that's probably gossip <laughs> um so I, I i wasn't really getting bullied in high school but for quite some time i didn't really have anywhere to go if that makes sense as far as like no one to no one to really talk to like on a real like really to talk to so i basically for the first half of of college or for high school just felt as if i was just talking or i was pretending to be somebody who i wasn't um and it would change depending on the setting of the people i was around um if i was going to church i was the kid who grew up in church who wants to engage with the Bible, right? Um, even though the whole time I'm like, I don't really believe in this. Like, this doesn't make sense. Um, and then when I would get to high school and I was in band or whatever, I was like, I'm the kid who I love playing in band and I'm interested about all these topics. And then I get around like this friend and this friend. And I really did feel like for the longest time that the only time I could be real, like the only time I could be honest was video games. Um, like I remember Black Ops 1 playing Michael Myers with a group of like 12 people in the lobby where everybody has terrible internet and everybody's lagging. <laughs> and like, that was like the only, like those times where I was just relaxing was like the, for if anything, it was the first time or the only time where I was truly being someone I, I would guess, or, or I would say that was the only time I wasn't lying to people, if that makes sense. Um, about who I was and if anyone, if anyone, I was lying to myself for the most part in my daily life. So I, I really took a hold on the video games very early, especially when I found online video games. Um, I love it. I love it as an art style and I really do believe like there's something about, um, not just single player games, but all games, but like just something about the story. I mean, to me, it's a, it's a book that you get to play. You know, like you get to visually, um, and Chris, you know, part about like the making of video games, cause you did a couple semesters for that, which is really cool. I, I, that's exactly what I wanted to do prior to, to this. Um, but 
anyway, to fast forward, um, sophomore year of high school, um, I remember I, it was the first time I was failing a class. Like, and I'm not talking about failing. I'm talking about bombing a class terribly, um, which brought up a lot of hostility from my parents. Um, they were very angry. Um, they started taking away games and limiting that kind of stuff. And so that started to, because I wouldn't talk about, I mean, I never talked about my quote unquote problems and that kind of stuff and the stuff that never really get resolved in middle school. Um, because I didn't really know who to go to with that stuff. Um, and so really, I, I won't go into all the details, but basically just picture a balloon getting filled up with water. And basically my sophomore year was like, it was borderline, like the balloon was about to pop. Um, and there was one time in middle school where I was emotional enough to think about suicide. And sophomore year of high school was the, the closest I ever came. Um, uh, I, my dad has, he had a revolver that I knew about because um, we, he actually used it for home defense one time. <laughs> uh, and the only reason I was like, I had no idea that he had it until that point. But anyway, um, one random day, the thought popped in my mind. Um, and similarly, similar, similarly, you know what I'm trying to say, um, yeah. to you, um, I, I looked up online, like suicide options and like, obviously you get the little ad of like, call this number if you're thinking about it. Um, and I ignored and that. And then the link underneath is just like top 10 ways to kill yourself. You're like, what? It's <laughs> like so that probably shouldn't be on the internet. Anyway, um, and it was talking about pills and stuff. And like, there was one thing like how, you know, ibuprofen and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I know what ibuprofen is. And I know where it is in the, in the house. Um, and they're like, if you take like for my, like, like I literally was doing math <laughs> for like how many I would need to take to put me into a place where I could technically die while i'm passed out and i remember looking at it and i know it does other things but anyway um i don't think anyone really wants to kill themselves and feel the pain exactly they just kind of exactly. want, want everything to just stop yeah um and i can go into a lot more detail but basically um it wasn't to it wasn't as i would say as intense um i was just more so it was it, it's, it would be very interesting to portray, portray in a movie, I would say. I always said this, not that I'm important enough for a movie because I'm not, but like everything that happened was in my head. You know, there was no like you were on the phone with your dad and you're getting really angry with him because he's, you know, claiming something that didn't happen. And then you're just having a really, you know, you're, you know what I'm saying? It was like, honestly, you could see that if someone were, you know what I'm saying? For, but for me, I'm just, I had a fake face on the entire time and you could not tell whatsoever. Um, or at least I don't thank anybody because nobody asked me, um, because I would just fake every single time, every time I go to church, um, Wednesday nights and stuff like that. I was like, I would fake it. I'd fake everything. Everything's fine. I'm doing great. God is good. And I would say, you know, and I would joke and I would not jokingly say that, but I would like, I would be serious about it and pretend and I, that's what I was doing. So nobody knew what was going on. Um, and honestly, all that did was make it worse. Like I said, that balloon kept filling up the longer uh, school went on for. Um, and just to cut it short, I, I didn't go through with suicide. Um, I, Obviously. 
yeah hi <laughs> i'm here um but it got to i mean and afterwards i didn't tr like i didn't try again i'm more so i think the thing that kept me from doing so was i i didn't want to be a I, the one thing that over i guess trumped over the the desire to just not have to worry about it anymore or not feel the pain was i didn't want to burden people and i thought about the people in my family and and the the friends that i did have even though they didn't know anything was going on i didn't want to be a burden to them and like to me it's like i would hate myself more if i did that to them if that makes sense um which which prevented me from doing anything about it um and i still didn't go get help after that um i actually um it was about two or three weeks later um we had a trip coming up and i do remember thinking we're gonna because it was the we were going to disney world because we had a uh some type of championship for the marching band um, and I was literally thinking like, this is an amazing trip. I did the fundraiser. I get to go. And for some reason in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to have a great time. And then after I'm probably going to kill myself. And like, I would just say, like, I would just say that in my mind, like it wasn't like a big deal. And I just, I, for like three weeks, I was just attuning myself. Like I'm going to go and I'm going to go. And then when I get back, I'm going to kill myself because I have nothing else to look forward to. Um, and I then because it was and this was like late um this was this was uh late february when i when i thought about it and going into early march and march around march 4th march 5th i think i'm i'm not completely sure and if she hears this she's going to be mad at me but around the first week of march um or second week one of those two weeks um i met my current fiance um we i noticed her um in the cafeteria while we were waiting for class to start and senpai. <laughs> you just have to ruin the moment don't you <laughs> anyway um she was good friends with my she was friends with my friend jalen um who was on the football team and we we both watched key and peel so that was how we kind of bonded we would recite the the skits and stuff and like we'd laugh and stuff um and he knew her um i don't remember how because but she was from janesville which is a small it was a small school that blended with ours only a couple years prior um right before i actually got to high school actually and i was only a sophomore so it was like three or four years ago that they 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 combined the schools um so she didn't have very many friends either um because she was from Janesville, and Janesville's a very, very small school. Um, so all of, really, all of the friends that she hung out with was in, like, a little pod. And I noticed, I noticed right, uh, right in the beginning of March, I noticed her. And for some reason, I was like, she's kind of cute. She is. Um, and then I asked a friend of mine who was in band who also went to Janesville. And sure enough, got up with her. We started texting. Um... I was I wasn't really thinking ahead to be honest because I was a high school guy. We can't think farther than what we want for dinner. Let's be honest. Um, but I we eventually started talking. Obviously, I introduced myself with the idea of that I, I thought she was very attractive, 
um, and that I would, you know, like to hang out sometime and like that kind of thing. Um, in which she said yes, um, by the grace of God. <laughs> and March 14th on the day, um, on the day I, it was in the afternoon. Um, I asked her, um, because it's, cause there was some drama stirring up, um, if she wanted to go out. Um, and I won't, I'll spread the details. She said, yes, we've been dating for, um, over seven years now. Um, but the reason I, I bring that into it is because for, for many reasons, she in a way saved my life through that. Um, because she was the first person who opened up the door for me to be able to talk about those things that I, with no one else I talked about. Um, and during this time, Oh, here's the, and here's the only other important story till I can give you the punchline. I guess you could call it. Um, I was taking Spanish again because I had just failed it. Flashback to when I was saying I was failing a class. Um, I was taking Spanish one again. Um, and in that class, someone stood up, um, and a acquaintance, we weren't really friends. We didn't really talk that much, but we were both in band. So we knew each other. Um, this guy stood up talking to this guy I knew, um, honestly yelling, um, about why would he dare bow down to God or how you know, God, he basically said like God is puny. God is weak. Why would I, why would, why would I submit to God? You know, these, these types of questions. And it really, it really got me thinking, why do I bow down to God? Um, and then, and because by this time, like my, my youth pastor at church had been working with me enough to the point where I was somewhat convinced. Like I was pretty convinced that, okay, the, the Jesus probably is God. Maybe. I don't know. I was like, I, I couldn't work it out. Um, and I was like, okay. And then, so I was like, for the past like month or so, I was like, fine, I'll try it. Which to me, I would relate that back to earlier in your story where you kind of like over this couple of weeks, you went to church, just like, okay, I'll try it. Like I'll lend a handout in a way, you know? Um, but as far as how serious I got with it, I, I didn't pro I probably didn't go the full way with it. I, I think I gave it a full shot. Like I started listening to only Christian music, um, even though there was very few songs that I actually liked. Um, but anyway, but during the same time when I met my fiance, um, I was kind of trying to give Christianity a chance for like, it was honestly for the last time, um, which I, is f interesting because at this whole time, I'm like, I almost put a deadline on Christianity because like I said, when I came back, my idea was when I came back from the, the trip to Florida that I was just going to end, end everything. Um, so it was honest, like, I was honestly like, all right, God, you got a time limit, <laughs> which it's terrible that I did that. But anyway, um, but I remember immediately after class got out, I felt guilt and I was like, why do I feel guilty? Um, and I realized like, I'm here claiming to be a Christian as I have been for quite some time fake. Cause I'm again, I was, I was faking it and I did nothing to help and try to defend God. And through that, I felt guilty because it's like, okay, I'm claiming these things. And, I, and I, for some reason, it's the first time I felt guilt about lying. Um, or more so, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that because it wasn't the first time I felt guilt about lying. It was the first time where the guilt was overwhelming, where I couldn't handle it. 
um because every other time i just shove it in, you know behind me it was like yeah i'll think about that later whatever and this one was in my face and i, I was like i had no idea what it, and it was the first time that i had to like i was like i have to reach out to the pastor at our church and ask him like why why do i feel this way because i didn't stand up um and i broke it down to him and through that he introduced me to apologetics and he's like apologetics is defending the faith right understanding the support behind christianity um the, you know historical or um you know whatever it may be to help defend your your worldview um and no one had ever talked to me that way and like taught me like i'm like so you're and i was like you're telling me I, I, there's support for the basis of our claims because this whole time i grew up on just have faith like that's when i had an issue people like would well, just just trust god and that would be it um and i agree that you should just trust god um but as far as our claim for things like jesus christ is lord we have def we have defense for those things um and that wasn't explained to me until then um so from that point on um obviously i went to the trip and came back and i i didn't i didn't kill myself um because things started to get better um i through apologetics i started looking up uh i started looking up arguments for christianity and why we believe them sort of watching these like uh pastors giving a, an apologetic like message and i really got into that stuff um and within six months that summer um, end, end of July, we went to a camp called Mfuge, um, and uh, through that, um, it was the second time I actually went, by the way, um, we, throughout that week, I just, God really just started softening my heart. Like, honestly, that's what he did. Um, and by Thursday night, we were in worship, um, and I the pastor gave a great message, although it wasn't something that truly wasn't like relating to me. Um, but God was still speaking to me nonetheless. Um, cause the whole time, like he was talking about something. I don't remember what it was. He was talking about some, some other topic. I don't remember what it was, but the whole time, I don't know what it was, but something convinced me to that. I wasn't being genuine. Um, and that I should change. Right. Cause I've been faking everything up to that point. Um, and the whole time I'm like, what am I going to do from this point on? Like, I don't, I have nothing to look forward to. What's the purpose of me, you know, existing? Like, what is my purpose? Cause like, that's just the way, that's the way I thought. It's like, well, I need a purpose to live. What is the reason? Um, and it it seems like almost in just a moment I understood that the reason I was alive was for multiple reasons, but for one thing is that God had set me, God had a specific plan for me, um, which if you read Romans eight twenty eight and twenty nine, those are my favorite verses. Um, those are there. That's the reason why they stick so well with me and why they're my favorite verses. Um, is I finally understood the gospel in that moment. And then at the same time, I was like, what do I do from here? Um, and I claim to have heard, an, I, I still claim to, to do so, even though I am skeptical, skeptical of such things. Um, I audibly heard, um, if it was voice, the voice of God or a message from God, right. Um, that led me into ministry, basically saying you're, 
you're you're going to do ministry basically um and i i was no more choice. ministry that's your path <laughs> yeah and i just through that i'm like and i got very very emotional um because honestly the second i heard it i accepted it i was like okay yes that sounds amazing because like the past six months i'd really been getting into apologetics um and theology and like when people like it was at the point where people in the youth were asking me questions about the bible and about like why you know and about apologetics and stuff and i was like i really enjoy this and as and at that moment like when i got the call into it, i'm like okay it all makes sense everything makes sense um i realized that during middle school like when I was upset with God, while bad, bad things were happening to me because of apologetics, I understood like God, God specific, like, or I understood that the world has fallen and it's because of hu humans that the world is in the shape that it is. And it's actually because we need God, we, or it's or because we need God and God used that to get me to the point that I was at. And like all of these understandings just came rushing into, into my understanding at one moment. And at that moment, I accepted Christ as Lord. I was like, I will, I will follow and trust in the cross from this point forward. Um, and like you said, it was the most amazing feeling of all this weight lifted off of me. And, and the reality is in theology is the burden, right. Of my son was put onto Jesus. Um, when I accepted the gift of grace that God had given me, um, and it was it was amazing. There was nothing there was nothing like it. Um, and then a meeting later, um, we we were asking, talking. About, we were supposed to talk about our day, and it got to me, and I was just like, I just broke down crying, and I was like, God's calling me to youth ministry, and I was just like, you, wait, youth ministry? I didn't, <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't mean to say that. And I'm like, am I right? And then, but eventually, I I was convinced that yes, God wasn't God's God is in fact calling me into youth ministry. Um. And I signed up for classes at Liberty University. I actually just graduated uh, one week ago. Hey, uh, hey. So I have a bachelor's in theology and apologetics because apologetics is what got me back into theology. Um, and the understanding theology and why those things happened to me, uh, it healed the, I guess you, I guess I could say healed the relationship I had with Jesus, but really, um, I wasn't saved until I gave my faith to Christ fully. Um, I was, again, like I said, I was only giving partial and pretending, um, for most of my life. Um, but yeah, I got saved by end of my sophomore year around the same time or six months after I met my fiance. Um, I went back and told her and she was super happy for me. She was, a, she was so happy about it. Um, she's a Christian as well. And, um, Good old Christian family. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So graduated from Liberty. Um, I joined the Little Fish Discord back in October. Um, and Chris gave you the side of like how they interact with, with each other. Cause um, I grew really close to the guys that are on staff there as well as some of the people in the community. Um, he is now high staff, by the way. I, I'm now an admin for, uh, I'm the admin for the ministry staff team, um, and little fish ministries, um, get to do a lot of apologetics, which is, I love, I love apologetics because again, like I said, it's, it has a special place in my heart because that's what brought me back from doubt and, and, and misunderstanding when it came to God's, God's word. Um, but yeah, we were going to talk about video games today, but, um, we went full blown testimonies. 
uh, with Which this isn't episode. Bad. No, it's not. It was actually it was is perfect. I love the way it turned out. I got to hear your testimony in full and instead of like jumping around and stuff. You had plenty of time to, you know. So I, I yeah. loved it. Um, but yeah. I appreciate you guys. And the next couple episodes, um, again, like I promise, we will get into, into games. We'll talk about a little bit of Warzone. We'll talk a little bit about what we're playing currently, interests like that. Um, and we'll get into all that. We'll have a guest um, on on the podcast, if not more than one. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. Um, other than that, I appreciate you guys watching. And uh, stay tuned for episode two of Where Are We Dropping? By, by watching, he means listening. <laughs>